0: I want to talk about you you got you got these three books. You gave three books to everyone on the management team mm-hmm. at Drift, okay? And I think one of the best things about seeking wisdom is you just we just expose that. We share that with everybody, right? I want to run through I want to I want to explain those three books really quick and why you gave them, mm-hmm. okay? Do you remember what they are? Yeah, of course. Okay. They are Number 1
1: uh, uh, the book by the old uncle yes. Sam Walton. Sam Walton. Made in America. Made in America. Yeah, that's the first book. Okay. Should I rattle all three off?
0: Yeah, rattle all three off. And then let's the second let's go book into why is you gave called me. the
1: the next uncle. Yeah. Uh, young uncle. Yeah. Uh, it's called the Everything Store. Yep. And it was not written by Bezos, uh, but it is about Bezos yep. and Amazon. Brad, and it was Stone. Wrote, Brad Stone wrote that. And then the third book was written by the the founders, and that is uh, Bernie Marcus. And Arthur Blank, mm. uh, aka the founders of the Home Depot, and it's called Built from Scratch.
0: Built from Scratch. So in order, the oldest one is is uh, Sam Walton, then Built from Scratch, then the Everything <laughs> Store. Yeah. Why most most CEOs hand out books like. Um, Good to great, yeah, yeah. Or you know, we and we we've you've given us those. Or... By the way,
1: we're working on getting Jim Collins on this. Okay, shout okay, out Jim shout Collins. Out, okay, out. Jim, if you're listening, okay, come on over. Why
0: did you give those three books? What what is it about those three books in particular? That you said because it was a stack. Which is it was cool. a stack. Hey, here's a stack. Yeah. You got these.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the uh, that was the management pack. Okay. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of books that we always talk about here. There's a, there are books that I constantly keep going back to. And these are three books that I constantly go back to and it's weird that we pick these three books because all three of them have nothing to do with um, you know b2B marketing sales anything like that nothing. they're all retail businesses yeah. right it's Walmart uh, Amazon yep. and, and Home, uh, Depot. Home Depot yep and uh, but the thing that's common if you read all of three of those books is the obsession around customers mm. right which is the thing that we live and breathe and uh, and so these are the books that I kept coming back to the first one I've uh, Made in America I read 15 years ago and I've read a million times and I've talked about it a million times. The Everything Store more recent, I probably read that, I don't know, four years, ago, years ago or something like that. Yeah. And then uh, we've come back to that one. And then the third one is an old book yeah. that was out of print, but recently came back in print, uh, built from scratch. And that one is new to me. I had never read it before, but as soon as I opened it and read it, I bought copies it's for same everyone. Thing. And yeah. uh, And the story was amazing yeah. behind it.
0: Okay, uh, Sam Walton book. You know how much it costs? Uh, Seven
1: nineteen. Wow, it went up when I first bought it. <laughs> That's it used all to be the five PR bucks. you've been giving it. Five bucks. They're raising the prices. It yeah. used to be uh, five something. Five twenty-five.
0: Okay, so those are those are three. Those are three books.
1: How that... many copies of of that book do you think we've sold? A lot of copies, I don't know. we bought a lot of copies. there
0: is one problem though they only have four one, two three, four, two, three, four. he only has four and a half stars on uh on Amazon.
1: How are they going to do the uncle dirty june
0: first like nineteen ninety three why do you keep reading all these old books
1: yeah nineteen ninety three yeah that's pr-
0: let's see I probably read it soon after that that's crazy
1: d h g don't do the math on that <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, all right, so those are three books those are three books uh which which are fundamental to the core. It has nothing to do with SaaS, mm-hmm. nothing to do with what we do on a day-to-day basis, but everything to do with Drift mm-hmm. and the business.
1: So there are a couple of books that I come back to over and over again. Uh, one of those books that I recommend and that I read every few years is a, a different book yes. by the same author here. And if you can see, the name of this author is Peter F. Drucker. If you listen to past past, uh, podcasts that we had with Patrick, it is not Drucker, it is Drucker. (laughs) And the book that I always hand out and give out to everyone here is called Managing Oneself. Mm. This book here that we're going to review today is called The Effective Executive, The Definitive Guide to Getting the Right Things Done. And this has everything you need as a manager to be able to grow and to be an effective leader. It's all in this book right here. You know what? You don't need any of the books. If you want to lead people, there's no other books you need. It's all in this book right here. And many of those other books that you may read are entertaining, but they all come from this book. Mm. They come from the master, Peter Mm. F. Drucker. And so the little homie here, the young nephew here has some stuff highlighted in here. So we're ready to set it off. Get into Peter Drucker. Yeah. drop some. Bombs. It's been a
0: minute. Mm-hmm. So it's five things. I'll I'll do what we usually do. I'll, I'll read my notes and and you'll you'll give some commentary on them. Yeah. So so number one, his number one thing is five things. Number one is that effective effective executives know where their time goes. Mm. Okay, uh, so it has a whole chapter. Know know thy time. Just initial reaction while I pull up my notes. Like yeah. wh- what does that what does that mean? Like they know they know their time.
1: It's all about being. Um, being proactive about um, the time that you have, I had a realization the other day, mm. and you're not going to believe this thing I'm when not? I tell you. Okay. It's a discovery. I, okay. That you won't believe.
0: I believe it. Okay. Be you not. ready? Oh uh, yeah.
1: What do you and Elon Musk have in common?
0: Me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, really? There's
1: something that you have in common. Oh, I don't know. <sighs> it's not that he wears black t-shirts, oh, which I DG's like wearing I'm today. Wearing he may wear black t-shirts. I
0: don't. I have no. I have no idea. Yeah. I read his book.
1: Elon Musk, the creator of how many companies does he run? Now, yeah, three companies. Three. Boring Company. Three, yep, yeah, three companies. Yeah. Boring, Tesla, and um, and SpaceX. SpaceX. Elon Musk. Yeah. And DG. Yeah. Both have twenty-four hours in a day.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to compliment me. I thought this was going to come be on, something like crazy. Okay. <laughs> I love it.
1: So, uh, so while Elon. Well, Young E G has some notes in this book here that we're gonna read. Elon Musk is running three companies at mm. the same time. It's crazy. And what's the same thing between the two of them? They both have twenty-four hours in a day, right? And my point is when it comes to managing your time, some people can change the world in yeah. twenty-four hours, like Elon Musk. Totally. Some people can't change their shirt in in twenty-four <laughs> hours, right? Yeah. It's the same.
0: Well, and, and and I I think I think the core of this is he says he has this question. He says, the question you have to ask yourself is, what would happen if this were not done at all? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is nothing would happen, then obviously you have to stop doing that thing. And that, to me, that's what Ugh. this is about. It's like the ruthless prioritization. Like, what would happen if you didn't, if we didn't do that one thing? Yeah. And that's liberating. That A lot of people just get caught up in that. Yeah. It's liberating to be like, nothing.
1: Nothing. Okay, so get rid of
0: it. Focus on the big rocks. Like, mm-hmm. That's where this stuff comes from. It's all from about too, first right?
1: principles. It's all about big rocks. And it's all about one thing. Focusing on that one This thing. could be
0: a DC line. And I love this. He says, it's amazing how many things busy people are doing that will never be missed. I love that. The High Growth Handbook? Yep. This is like, man, okay, so when I saw this book, I was like, this book is going to be 40 bucks." This book was $10. Unbelievable. <laughs> $10. So, You got this first, so I want you to tell me about this book.
1: So this is a great book here. It's called The High Growth Handbook. And a reason that it is $10, it is that it is published by the good people, our good friends at Stripe.
0: I hope you were going to start there.
1: And if you don't know Stripe, Stripe is a payments company, kind of revolutionizing payments. And for most people, Stripe is a back-end API Mm -hmm. provider. So they may not even know the name. But they're uh, rethinking payments, modern payments. And most of the stuff that you pay for online is probably going through Stripe. Anyway, the reason that I point that out is because something that we talk about a lot here. And others, you know what? Others are starting to listen, copy, Mm. wake up. There's a lot lot of of, copying out out there. Copying, a lot of people talking about branding and B2B. Brand is so hot right now. A bunch of this stuff. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) Shout it out. The… Amazing thing that you see from the good friends at Stripe here is that they've invested in building not a pamphlet, not an ebook, not a white paper, not a form, not a download, but publishing a real yeah. valuable book. You know what Stripe
0: subsidizing did? it. They they ran laps, they ran marketing laps around people by publishing this
1: book. Mm, look at that. Look at the inside. Look at the inside of that. This is this is a reason you have to subscribe to our YouTube yeah. so you can actually see what I'm pointing at here but if you look at the quality of this it's amazing it's mind blowing but anyway they they got uh, and excuse me if i mispronounce your name it's okay but you're a hero elad gil he, so how <laughs> he did the elad <laughs> yeah it's good uh-huh. it was Israeli nice. style. style yeah. and uh, elad gil who's the author of this book yeah. is a well known uh, i've heard his name forever sure. I've entrepreneur name. operating exact investor yeah. to such companies you may have heard of some of these uh-huh. airbnb heard of them coinbase yes checker no. Gusto. Yes. We use Instacart. Yes. Open Door, Pinterest, yes. Square, Stripe, Wish, and others. Pretty good.
0: Pretty so decent. You right? should. he's a good guy to follow yep. for role and, model.
1: you know, previously he was the VP of uh, corporate strategy at Twitter and huh. uh, was at, spent many years at Google, McKinsey, and a couple. And he graduated from, his a PhD from MIT right here. Pretty good. In sunny Boston. But anyway, he wrote this book. And what I love about this book is mm-hmm. that it's a series. I love the style that it's written. It's yeah. a series of interviews. You know what it
0: reminded me of? Remember that book, Founders at Work? The yes. Jessica Livingston yeah, yeah, book? Yeah, it yeah. reminded Shout me a lot out of Jessica.
1: That. yep. And uh, it's it's very much like that. And he goes into different chapters like managing the board and hiring a team and all that stuff. But the way that he answers those uh, those questions that we all have is not in his own words. It is by conducting a series of interviews with some of the best and, and brightest that there are out there, right? And you'll- Oh, look at that. They have even a chapter here on hypergrowth. Huh. Organizational structure and hypergrowth.
0: On September 4th, actually.
1: Yeah, in um, Boston.
0: What I loved about what I love about this book is, and I haven't gotten my way through it yet, but uh, i read and, pieces and of it. this is a book
1: that's made to, you yes. can skim around that's to what I was areas say.
0: that you care about. The beginning of this book, man, we're just doing free press out here on Seeking Wisdom today. Elad, uh, shout it out. Elad, what's up? Uh, he said it's it's not to be read through, but uh, to flip through it like a guide. And mm-hmm. I love that. So I got it the other night, flipped through it, went right to marketing. And uh, it was an interview with uh, the CMO of LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. Shannon Brayton. Mm -hmm. And this is why I love this book is because she just talked about like her life as a CMO. And she said, the role of CMO is to be good at a hundred different things. And a CMO can come from a number of different backgrounds. She's a CMO, but her expertise is in communications, not demand gen, not brand expert, not product marketing. So she hires strong in those areas. I love that as an example. Because I think that's true in every role. Mm-hmm. Everybody that's in any department anywhere wants to feel like they have to know everything. Yes. Right? All the time. If you're going to run engineering, you got to know everything top to bottom. Mm-hmm. If you're going to run sales, you got to mm-hmm. know everything top to bottom. Yep. But she that's made it wrong. clear, no, you got to build a team. Mm-hmm. What that's are you your doing job. right now? You're looking at notes. Are you getting I'm ready not, for your looking, session? I'm not looking at okay. notes. DC's looking at books on his phone. Uh, he's looking for highlights I know that for a fact the other thing she said on hiring which which is really powerful is she said um, I always tell my teams if you were to start with a blank slate what would your team look like don't optimize for one person it's very easy to say well we have this person who's great at this mm. but you need to think about what moves make sense for the whole company and then figure out if you have the right people
1: DG, yes? I would suggest that you read that every night before you go to bed and uh, and you.
0: meditate. Thank you.
1: Meditate on it. I that. will. I will. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying you sh- You might want to meditate It's a good on lesson.
0: That. It's a very good lesson. Number one, uh, Radical Focus by Christina Wadke. Woodkey. Woodkey. You know her,
1: yes. Okay, she's
0: done everything: lecture at an HCI at Stanford, worked with Yahoo, New York Times on improving their website. She created the LinkedIn. How did you? She created the LinkedIn newsfeed. Led a redesign of MySpace and led design of the Zynga platform. So that's one of DC's favorites out of this list, and I know mm-hmm. that is you're now one of your favorite people. Yep. What did you think of the book, Radical I love the book because it's not only how to use goals and OKRs, but she has a story that in the first half that teaches you sort of exactly how one might use those goals in real life when you're actually working.
1: Yeah, she uses the Patrick Lencioni, I always say his name wrong, but uh, kind of parable style, right? Which she mentioned on the podcast of like teaching mm. by telling stories. That's great. And so that book is great. I can still remember the story and the, and the whole thing that they went through in a way that I would not be able to remember it if it was just facts, 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 facts.
0: I gotta tell you something. This might be the fav- my favorite book I've read in a long mm, time. Mm,
1: this is a this is a a DC hidden gem. Hidden gem Supermench. And if you are hidden gem. if you subscribe on YouTube to us and you leave a little comment about this book here, I will post a link to a photo of Becky, our own Becky here who at works at Drift with the Supermench himself. Wow. And Shep Gordon and Alice Cooper. Come on. Yeah. When was that? Are you subscribed to YouTube?
0: No. Uh, yeah, I am. Actually. Okay. So I I- I'll
1: answer you in the comments. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this book was incredible. DC sent me this a couple months ago and said, please make Shep Gordon your mentor and study it. And uh, it would have been easy to say, well, this guy's a rock and roll manager. I don't even like rock and roll. And also, what does that have to do with marketing? It's I learned he's so much dude. about marketing from this damn book right here. And you've probably seen it. Maybe you've seen the documentary. But the book is phenomenal because it's his take. Yeah, there's a Netflix documentary, right? Yes. So okay. Shep uh, was the manager for Alice Cooper, Teddy Pendergrass. He brought Emeril Lagasse and all the, the whole celebrity chef movement over mm-hmm. here. The Gypsy Kings and so many, so many more people. And you know, the, I won't tell you all the sto- his stories from the book. But this was a, a lesson for me in, in reminding myself that the best lessons about marketing don't come from people who actually say they do marketing.
1: This guy Bingo. was a PR freaking genius. P- Bingo. You nailed it right there. The best lessons in marketing… Are not in marketing. They're not in marketing. No, no. They're from people like this who have created something out of nothing, right? So, and so, this is if you're into the cooking channel, into any celebrity chef, yeah. It all traces back to being popularized by my man here, right? Like you said, Emerald Lagasse, Wolfgang Puck, yep, Ro- Roger Vergé. Come on, Daniel Boulud. Like all of these people managed by him.
0: You know who else? Who? The late great. The
1: late great who? Chef? Yeah. Anthony
0: Bourdain. Oh yeah, that's right. This is a Bourdain book. Yes. That's right. He put this book on. Pretty good. Pretty good line So Anthony Bourdain himself. Pretty good. Who
1: was uh, managed, you know, the late, great Anthony Bourdain, uh, was managed by Shep Gordon and was a longtime friend and he actually put this together. And if you watch the documentary on this, which is available, I believe, on Netflix, Netflix. that was put together by another friend of Shep Gordon. Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Right. If you don't know Mike Myers, Austin Powers. Get to know him. Get to know him. Yeah. He's a fam- famous comedian. So that says a lot. And this guy did not want to be famous. Did not want to write a book. Mm-mm. And uh, his friends uh, pushed so hard yeah. and believed him so much. They forced him to write this book and to do the movie.
0: It's an amazing book. I'm going to give you… I don't want to give away all the secrets. I'm going to give you <laughs> one no, no. Shep Gordon story. Don't give away too much. When he was trying to put Alice, uh, Alice Cooper… When he was trying to make him famous… Yes. So they were in, they were in London in the busiest traffic circle in the, in the city. And he bought a, a, a big truck and they put a, a poster, they put a billboard of Alice Cooper like basically naked on it in a massive like 18-wheeler truck. And he told the driver, I want you to go in the middle of rush hour and I want you to just break the truck down in the middle of traffic. He goes, I don't care what happens. I'll take care of you. I'll bail you out, whatever. So this guy goes- When you go to prison- When you go to prison, I, I will got bail you, you. And out. I'll write you a check. And he so, did go to prison. So literally at rush hour, the busiest intersection in London, there's a, there's a 18-wheeler. They broke it down. It caused massive chaos and hysteria in, in the city. In the, the driver city. went to jail. The driver went to jail and then they sold out the Alice Cooper show because it had the whole place, whole London being like, who the hell is this Alice Cooper guy? Exactly. I got to go to the show. And
1: on every news program.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. So if you're going to Dreamforce this year, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Break down a giant 18-wheeler. <laughs> okay. Another one powerful by… The real homie, Patty McCord. Mm -hmm.
1: Still one of our most popular podcasts ever. (laughs) That one was one of my favorites.
0: Yeah. It was amazing. And I think, okay, so Patty, if you don't know, she had 14 years, she was head of talent uh, and people at Netflix. And I pulled two Patty McCord quotes because Mm. this says everything you need to know about who Patty is in the book. Patty believes, this is from her bio. (laughs) Patty believes people come to work as fully formed adults with a desire to make an impact and be proud of what they do. And she's on a mission to spread the word that we can do this differently. There's one key word in that paragraph. Adults yes, because that's the whole book right yep. is and that's her whole mantra if you listen to that, that podcast It's a
1: whole it's a great book highly recommend it We have that in our book club, but I would recommend the book is like, you know 50% you have to listen to her so listen to her on the, on the podcast Yeah episode will be linked below amazing still fan favorite I think it's number one podcast we've ever done not because of us But because of patty and then go search on youtube and try to find some talks that she's given yeah. and uh I mean, she's just
0: an amazing speaker. And it comes through more than that book does. Yeah, because she's. You want to talk to her. She's real. You, she doesn't yeah. seem corporate. She doesn't seem like who you'd think of as a seasoned HR exec.
1: Yeah. You know, the uh, first time I met her years ago, I was like, I was fascinated because I was like, how does she say all this stuff? And everyone's like, <laughs> yes. And I'm like, if I said all this stuff, people would like throw stuff at me. I'm like, I don't know if she can say it in such a great way and uh, that she really resonates and can connect with people. She's yeah. awesome. Note to self, connect with people. <laughs>